This is The Violet Vibe with James O'Shea. Marita Ramia, welcome to The Violet Vibe. Thanks for having me. Great to have you with us. It is actually, yeah, and as I said, there's a story with it, obviously, the Toowoomba Violet. And you know the story of the Toowoomba Violet? Toowoomba's floral emblem. Uh, I I feel like I've done a news story on it at some (laughs) stage. You would have, exactly. (laughs) Now that's, how long were you the face of Win News? Oh, I don't know if I was, I, I, I can't remember how many years I was there with your dad, but I did it, I did sort of fill in first initially um, for Wendy Kingston. Yes. And then for Anne Louise Kruger. And then I was the reader for, I, I th- I'm going to say four years. I'm yeah. not sure if that's correct or not. So when would that have been? What roughly around, what, what time period are we talking? 2004 through to 2011, yeah. I think. Yeah. So during that time, obviously, so reading the news, etc. I'll, I'll get to that though, but is that something you always wanted to do? Yes, 100%. Actually, I can still remember when you and I were very young in that newsroom and <laughs> I was still pouring coffees and printing scripts for newsreaders and I actually... Um, I think it was Selena and Des who I yeah. first met on the floor in the studio up at Wind TV, and I just remember thinking that is what I want to do. And so I kept printing scripts and <laughs> making coffees and showing up all the time and going out on stories. And yeah, and then eventually one day I got my own gig up in Townsville, which was really cool. What appealed to you about the industry? I loved that no one day was the same as the day before. Likewise, I loved that at the end of that day, that was it. It was done. There was nothing you could make better. There was nothing that you could improve on within that story or how that day unfolded. And the next day was a whole new day. I'm yet to find an industry where you get a fresh page every day. Very true. And learn something new. Um, Similar to what you're doing right here, I just love meeting people and hearing them talk about what's going on in their life uh, there's there's just so many interesting stories out there so when you went to enter into the media industry so you sort of say your first job in media was printing scripts and making coffee <laughs> is that right is that exactly yeah yes yeah? i think i got paid for it actually i did <laughs> for printing the scripts eventually i did get so what paid. literally so, to, yeah. so literally what was your job a print girl <laughs> So what you do? So you print, you literally print girl. Print so you come in and once the producer has, you know, given the green tick on that story, you would print it out and it always had to be in order. It was really, really important actually, <laughs> my job at the 6pm when we were still doing live news yeah. up there, which was so exciting. Um, it was really important that I did my job properly because if they had to go off their scripts instead of autocue, it was all on me, James. <laughs> all on me. <laughs> but so that, it was very important. But it gave you an appreciation of what yeah. the job was. 100%. Yeah. I, um, I knew before I sat in that chair what went into making everything click before the newsreader actually sat down and started reading it and the importance of you being, you know, prepared for anything to happen. Mm. Did you always, when you said it was something you always wanted to do, did you always want to be a presenter or a journalist or both? Or No, I think I wanted to be a presenter, but I underestimated how much I enjoyed actually being a journalist too. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So your first gig after they uh, found, you, you know, you're relieved of your duties printing and they sent you to Townsville. <laughs> yes. Under David Crisofulli, believe yep. it or not, he was my news editor and he was the same age as me, <laughs> but he had as much go in him as he does today. And yeah, he was, he was a great news editor to learn under, um, but it was so scary because um, even though I'd spent some time in newsrooms in um, the Sunshine Coast in Brisbane, going to a whole new town and setting up life and having to make contacts was really, really hard. And I remember the first time they sent me to the courthouse for the day. Oh, I just... I could not find the courtroom. It was one case and <laughs> I, I chased doors and rooms everywhere and by the time I found the one I was meant to be in, it was all over. <laughs> And I was so devastated. It was the first day, and yeah, and I think, I think Dave was pretty angry at me too. <laughs> <laughs> As it is in news, you know, it's so um, every minute counts in that day that mm. you have. So there is moments where people get frustrated and angry with each other. That's another thing I don't think you find in many industries. It's so go 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 that there's not time to sit down and say to each other, "Look, how about we sit down and have a civil conversation about this?" <laughs> it's very, you know, on the edge of your seat all the time, and learning to just deal with it when you've done the wrong thing or you've missed something, and moving forward in a professional manner as much as possible. Quick segue, Dave Christopher, you mentioned there obviously as your first news editor, so you're yeah. not sort of surprised he's end up doing what he's no, what he's doing. No, I actually. Yeah, I reckon, I think Dave's always been a leader and he's got so much passion for any region that he is dedicated to. I think he's, he honestly is dedicated to Queensland. Um, I think he'll be great and I think he's, he's come so far and learnt so much. I'm really excited to see him in that position. So now with your time in Townsville, then you got the opportunity to come home. Yep. Yeah, I came home and... Got to do backup news reading and I still remember the first night I sat in that chair and oh, I was so nervous, my knees were shaking so much when they did the countdown, you know, um, tonight and you had to read the headlines and then and they're counting down to me on screen and I was nervous the whole time. My knees shook for the whole 16 minutes until Pat walked in <laughs> in his... Um, Oh, they may have been boxer shorts or they may have been shorts. You and never wore boxer shorts. I would have been shorts. <laughs> might have been. Nah. No, they were shorts. And, well, they probably, were, they're pretty ordinary. They probably looked like, yeah, but anyway. And yeah. slippers. Yeah. And he had his suit on and he's sort of, you know, tidying up. And he sat down next to me and all of a sudden I just felt so much calmer. And he just said, how are you going, Marita? And I said, well, I'm really nervous, Pat. And he goes, oh, don't be nervous. It's fine. It's easy. You know, just we'll just have a conversation if they need us to. And oh, I learnt the art of ad-libbing from him. It was so good. And, yeah, I always remember that first night. My knees shook until he sat down. And it actually happened that way probably for quite a while until I got really used to sitting in the chair. Yeah. I would shake until he was <laughs> sitting there next to me. I did, so, did tell him that too. He so did you say to him, can't you just come in earlier? Yeah. Can which, you? Not, which was never really his Yeah, no. Like instead of 30 seconds before we're going on. Yeah, yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> it was so. good. So you would have been back up to, at, at first, you said you were back up newsreader. Yeah, to I was back up to Wendy Kingston Wendy first. Kingston. Yeah, filled in for Wendy. Um, yeah, and then Anne-Louise Kruger. Okay, so so then once then you got your opportunity full time. Yeah, I think they gave me a call and um, 
said that the position was available and I'd just had my first child, Amelia, and I was a deer in the headlights. And even though it was my dream job, I couldn't see myself being able to do it at that point with where I was at as a mother as well. So I said to them, I don't think I can do it. I'm sorry, I just, I can't, I can't. I'm flat out seeing past 10 o'clock in the morning at the moment. I don't know what I'm doing with this child who's screaming. And um, But then, so they sort of talked to me for a little while and we came to a few agreements and it just all fell into place. And um, yeah, and I, I got to be full-time newsreader and they introduced a new... Um, area as well so we started doing wide bay mm-hmm. um so i was reading the north bulletins and wide bay and toowoomba and yeah and so I, I i did a couple of trips up to the wide bay it was yeah it was a real um it was a real eye opener into um regional news and the expectations that come with it that must have been an interesting time read or a conversation you had at home of course with your uh, husband Lee, this is a job you always wanted. Mm. You dreamed of having, you, you, you worked towards, you said, right, from printing scripts, making coffee to like, I want to be a presenter. All of a sudden it gets presented to you, but it's at a very different time in your life when yeah. your priorities have changed dramatically. Whereas I'm assuming if it happened a few years earlier, you wouldn't have been able to say yes quick enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, I would have probably been knocking on the door before they even had a chance to call me, <laughs> I would say, with another script and a cup of coffee. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was um, it was really heartbreaking at the time because I didn't think that I could make it work. Uh, there were a lot of tears about it, as there were with most things at that point in my life because I was a new mum. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that Lee was very supportive. He's always been very supportive of everything I've said I, I want to do. Um, and there's been plenty of times since that moment where I've done things that were you know, probably a bit of a challenge along with being a mum. But he's, yeah, 100%. He just said, if that's what you want to do, let's find a way to make it work. And and at that point, I was saying, I don't think we can find a way. And then we had a few more conversations with management up there. And, yeah, it allowed me to go in in the afternoons after I had mothered all day. And um, it was so nice to go back into the newsroom and be in that headspace again away from home for a little while just for a few hours um but it also came with expectations as well so that I felt I did feel a bit of heaviness during that first period of when I went back to reading because being a mother had expectations that I'd put on myself and then I loaded it up again with expectations of doing really well with reading the news and keeping ratings going and um and opening in a new regional area so mm. it, I, yeah but I mean that's I have learned I turned 40 <laughs> last year and I've learned that that is my personality if I'm not being challenged I generally yeah. try to find a challenge because I just love a challenge well you want to talk yeah you want to talk about challenges so in that industry and obviously I understand it quite well myself it's if you don't rate you Mm. get relieved of your job mm. it's pretty simple yep. it's pretty cutthroat it comes Very. down to numbers if if you're whether it's your fault or not it's kind of mm-hmm. like you know sport they say they sack the coach before the players etc the newsreader is the one that gets pushed to the side generally speaking so yeah. you, you had that pressure add to that just the pressure of being a first-time mother yeah. and you've got a young one at home and trying to make that all that all balance yeah was it stressful or did you just make it um 
balance no, it, it, it really was stressful, but I, f- um, I think the Toowoomba community is really. Well, I think it's really supportive. I, yeah, I found people would stop me um, while I was grocery shopping and tell me lovely things, and or ask me if I was expecting again. That was a <laughs> lot of questions. Lots of people said, "Oh, well, I thought you were glowing last night on the television. Are you sure you're not expecting again?" <laughs> you say, What's um, the makeup? Yeah, no, I I thought that was. I thought everyone in Toowoomba was really supportive of me. I felt supported. I just felt a lot of pressure, though, in that as well. You know, I felt the pressure of um, being at the shops and people stopping to... I didn't feel like I could ever go anywhere and not be on, sort of. um, So, yeah, it it is. It's a high-pressure environment, um, but it's um, certainly one that I miss as well. How did you deal with some of the things you mentioned there being the face of the news? Now, I know you very well, and I know you're, I wouldn't say necessarily introverted, but you're not, a, you're not necessarily someone that seeks attention or uh-huh. you're quite a modest person. So <laughs> you're, you're, I'm talking you're on billboards, your yeah. face was on buses. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, we launched these new bulletins, so there was a million ads, and they were telling Marie to Ramey, the new face, the win, all this sort of stuff. How'd you handle that? Oh, I think it, I think it kind of just, it was. It was just part of the process and it kind of just washed off me. We weren't in the kind of social media era that we're in now. Mm. I think if that had have been the case, I would have found it very different. I didn't feel... um, I didn't feel famous or I wasn't like, oh, my face is everywhere. I've never felt like that with news because I think my passion was not in that. It was more in giving news to people or telling stories or... I didn't feel um, that my passion was to be the face of anything. I don't think that was my passion. I think the reason I wanted to read the news was because I loved the idea of sitting there and going into people's lounge rooms every night and sharing the stories of the day, whether they were good or bad. or um, And and being part of the community, I think I I've, that was where my passion was, certainly not with being on billboards or on the back of buses, but it was part of it. I don't, yeah, I, only when you said that, I was like, yeah, I was on a bus. <laughs> I remember that now. Yes. I, don't, I don't feel like I felt pressure from that. You were on the back all. of all the wind cars, remember? Like, <laughs> yes. I used, drive, I used to drive one of them yes, around. Yes, I do your, remember that now. Travis McNamara's face on the back. <laughs> oh, Travis McNamara. <laughs> yes, I do remember that now. Yeah, I, you know, it just wasn't something that was really important to me. Yeah. So it didn't. I guess it didn't affect me in a big way at all. And then through your own personal life, obviously, motherhood came a few yeah. more times after that. Yeah. And you still worked at different times with that. Yeah. That- so I continued to read after I, I was pregnant um, while reading with Rose. And then I went back to read again. And then when I fell pregnant with Joseph, I um, decided that I needed to just slow, slow up a bit and be at home um, yeah, I guess I kind of go like that. I go really hard and then I just need a little bit of time out. So I stayed at home with the two boys when I had them. So I had two girls and then I had two boys. Um, the eldest is now 14 and the youngest is seven. Um, and when my youngest was 18 months old was when Channel 7 was looking at opening in Toowoomba. And, um, and so that I had that other, you know that area of the news that I hadn't really hit yet which was being you know producer and news editor and I really really wanted to do that and I thought I could do it um so I had a I had a go at that too yeah so (laughs) So. you've been in all different aspects of it so in that period when you were away from news away from the 
if I can use the term, the, the spotlight and everything like that, and, and, and you, you know, you'd worked your whole life or you'd combine motherhood with working. Was that a difficult transition or did you enjoy that? Um, yes, it was, it was difficult um, because I think you have a routine and yeah. a... And that's why I ask. I yeah, just... and you feel like you have... Um, you have an important role in another in another area aside from home and so it was hard to step back from that and just be only mum which I, sh- I shouldn't say because only mum is really important mm. um but it was I knew it was something that I had to do at that point the boys um were different to having young girls and I did really enjoy being at home and doing the parks and feeding the ducks and <laughs> building trucks and playing <laughs> legos and stuff i did really enjoy that i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't wish that i had have done it differently for a second but i did after lewis became a little more um, um self-independent you know i did find i felt like i needed to get back into our industry i really missed it i still miss it mm. because i'm not in it now yeah. yeah i do i really I felt the need to get back into it because it it was my little challenge for me all the time. And that experience being on the other side of the of the news again, like as you said, uh, where you started yeah. being back writing stories, yeah. being a chief of staff. Yeah, you know, it was interesting because when I went to a new Channel, bureau, yeah, and I went to a new bureau. I felt like I was, <laughs> yeah, I felt like I was trader a trader against wind for days and days but um no that quickly passed um because news is news and it was a new community bulletin so I felt excited at offering Toowoomba a new way and um but it was a big challenge and when I came back into it social media had grown exponentially like I cannot even explain how much it had changed in the time I'd been away from a newsroom and all of a sudden news was 24-7 regardless of whether you had a bulletin running all the time you were constantly checking where the other media were what stories they'd got if they'd been at a crash if there was a fire on the weekend you had to cover it then and there on your phone on social media it wasn't like the old days where you know Monday morning's going to be the best bulletin ever we won't have to do anything because the weekend has just been you know hightail crash and fires and you know you had to cover it as it happened um, because of social media and I think that was really difficult for me because it made the job even bigger than it already was and I probably hadn't prepared myself for that having still doing my job at home which was parent to a mother to four kids so um you know I was still having to come home and do all the things that I was originally doing and I hadn't stepped away from any of my household duties at all because I thought I could do everything so Mm. it was a real eye-opener for me that you can't really have everything I don't think I think you can but you have to share some of your responsibilities you can't keep them all yeah. And that was hard for me. Mm, no, I can understand that. You're listening to The Violet Vibes. Special guest on this episode is Marita Ramia. So, Marita, after your career with media, you're still back in the workforce. So, you're still, it was something obviously you've had to find a new challenge, something different to do post seven. Yeah, well, oh, well, Channel Seven, I stayed there and then. Um Fairhome College, there was a, a position available there as, as their marketing and um, PR um, manager and my girls were both at school there and I was contacted by the school and I was still at Channel 7 at the time and I thought that it would be 
I didn't want to leave the industry, the media industry, but um, I knew that for family's sake, it was it would be a good move for me to find something that was more family friendly, probably. So, um, yeah, I made the move to the dark side, as they call it. <laughs> Not before you, though, so <laughs> I don't need to feel bad about that. Um, but found that I really enjoy it, yeah, because it's kind of I can still share the stories and at Fairhome there's a wonderful boarding community so there's lots of families from all over Australia and there's always interesting stories within that Um, so I was able to slip into a role that allowed more family friendly hours but still gave me that opportunity to challenge myself a bit. Do you find that it's really interesting listening to you talk about that in that the storytelling aspect or the journalist do you think like it just never leaves you once you've got that in you no matter where you end up there's some like I do this as an outlet yeah I was just about to say look what you're doing (laughs) you know because I love this I I love talking to people it's a big surprise I'm sure but I love media I love just storytelling because it was the the best thing of my day and seeing people like you said seeing someone different every day and and talking to them so do do you find that as well even though you're doing something different there's still an element of that yeah that is in your life yeah the only thing I wish is that I could tell the story with a video camera instead of having to type it because (laughs) I'm not a print journalist by any means but yes I I love um finding those stories and then sharing them and sometimes it's just it's not even the story it's one little just beautiful grab that you get from a student that's stepped into school for the first time after only ever being at school of the air at home and is suddenly surrounded by 600 girls there's just beautiful stories in there and I always say I'd like to travel around Australia one day with a video camera teach myself how to edit and just get stories from ordinary Australians because it's just so interesting when you meet people and they are happy to share some of their story with you yeah, exactly, and to be able to just listen to people's journeys of, of whatever it may be, and that's why, as I said, I think yours is a it's a really interesting story to listen to and the, everything that you've had to combine. And then you add to it as well, we haven't mentioned him yet, is obviously your husband Lee's part of a business that's it takes a lot of hours. So, I mean, yeah. it must have been a crazy household, still a crazy household. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. We, <laughs> we share the lunchbox duty now, which is really cool because um, that was... I'm, I'm like this one of these lunchbox people who go, okay, we need some greens and then we need some oranges. <laughs> and Lee started making them and he was like, the first night he made them, I walked out and looked at it and it was just all white. The whole lunchbox was white. And I went, gee, it's not very colourful. And he looked at me and he picked up a pink marshmallow and shoved it in there and he goes, how's that for colour? <laughs> so I took that as a let me do my job my way and you can do it your way. So we have worked out a pretty good way of both of us working full-time and being able to um, yeah somehow run the household which many parents do these days I mean it's um yeah we, we just you, you work out how to balance it and um, you have to you have to step back a little bit from some of the things that you'd like to do at work that you kind of have to just sort of step back a little bit and dedicate a bit more time to the house sometimes so yeah as you said it's a journey that so many people go through day to day and how you make that balance work is is obviously the is the challenge and and what i find interesting for yourself and lee is that knowing both of you's all been quite motivated and driven into needing challenges that probably puts another level on top of it for you guys whether it's gym or some sort of work yeah whatever it may be like you add another element to, to everything that you're doing yeah i think for me i have to um get some outlet somewhere 
personally as well all the time, yep. which um, in a newsroom was pretty easy because you'd, you'd be chasing your own stories all the time, whereas um, now I'm kind of, I feel like I have to challenge myself and I do it in a physical way a lot of the time because I find that that um, is really healthy for me mentally. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. It's one of those things where you think, okay, I have a really busy lifestyle. Probably the silliest thing I could do would be get up at 4.30 in the morning or something to do something, but it's actually how much better do you feel yeah. by, by doing that as opposed to sleeping till 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock, whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah, it's funny how it's the opposite, and I often find that the days that I don't or that I, I think I'm just a little bit too tired, I'll stay in bed and not get up at 4.30 in the morning and run are the days where I feel more tired. <laughs> It's ironic, isn't it? So yeah. that that balance of fitting it all in. So how you fit it all into the into the day is obviously the the challenge that you you do quite well at the moment. Now I want to ask you just a couple of things, just about your time behind the desk. So is there a memorable story or news note or anything? Is there anything that sticks out in your mind? I know there'd be a lot, and obviously you read a lot of different bulletins, but oh, that's a tough question. I do. Out? I do have a. Uh, I do have. Um, yeah, I do. I do have a few moments where, good and bad, um, I always remember um, that terrible, fatal accident at um, near Highfields that involved the Downland students. Yeah. I found that really um, confronting, even though I hadn't covered the story personally. I was reading it on the news each night, and being a mum, um, it all of a sudden was different for me, and I found that very difficult. Um, and one night, I particularly, I said, I just don't want us to do any more stories on this. I just feel so much for that poor boy and all the families that are mm. involved. So I do remember that, um, you know, and then there's the other ones that are that are big that always stick in your mind, like the triple murders and um, things like that. Um, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't, I think probably the moments when I wasn't, in the seat and something big has happened here are the ones that I remember the most funnily enough because yeah. like when we lost Brett Fort I felt yeah. so torn and all I wanted to do was be um, with colleagues because I knew what effect that would have um, on police and, and, and all of our contacts of course um, and of course the, the floods which you were, you were around for I felt really um, disjointed on days like that when I wasn't either in the studio that night or in the newsroom for the day. I felt left out almost, like I was needed to be around the people who knew what were go- what was going on. Um, and then, I, yeah, and then I have lots of good memories of being on set with lots of fun people like your dad and um, lots of camos and, um, <laughs> you know, producers over the years that, I, yeah, I would love to go back to those days. We had a lot of good times. Yeah, no, there's a lot of really good times in, in a lot of those different stages. And I wasn't going to go there, but you brought it up and hopefully I don't break us both down. You mentioned Dad earlier and the impact he had on you and just that you felt it at, at ease. And you've said to this me a few times, obviously, and it just sort of jogged my memory when you said it before, but he played the pretty special part for you. And I know as a family, you were there his very last night yeah, reading. That, when that popped up. Another that was, I didn't back. want to say it because I thought I might, <laughs> I might um, make you upset. But yeah, that's probably um, the most memorable <laughs> bulletin of all of mine. Yeah. Um, Pat was never, he never got teary through anything, even if he felt affected by some stories too, which sometimes he did. Um, 
but he was cheery that oh it was yeah it was a tough night it was really hard I couldn't imagine having win news on the air without him there it was just um yeah it was very emotional and then when all of your family came in it was just it was so lovely to have been part of that and again it was one of those moments where as a journalist and a newsreader you feel so privileged to have been part of a journey that you otherwise wouldn't mm. have had but what did he do that settled you a lot of people have talked to me about this oh, i was this and pat said this to me i remember the time and it's one of the things i get the most joy out of the stories like this that people talk to me about oh some like rugby league referees to this at all different yeah. walks of life whether not just journalism but so i remember yeah he just said a couple of words to me or just he's calm or whatever I don't know. yeah i don't i don't think that you can put words to it i think he had a very special aura that just he he was just a calm person and he brought that to i would imagine to just about anywhere he went not just with me i think that was him that was pat and conversation always flowed easily and we were just I mean, you know, ad-libbing is hard when you're in a live bulletin and at the last minute they say in your earpiece, oh, we need, you know, we, 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 we've got too much time, we need you to ad-lib for 20 seconds. I go, Pat, what are we going to talk about? We've got 20 seconds. And he goes, oh, why don't you ask me about... And he'd just mention something and then we would have a conversation. Then they'd be going in our ears. Cut it off. Okay, that's enough, Lovely. that's enough. <laughs> so um, I don't know. He's just He was just one of those people who... I've, I haven't met anyone like him since, and I don't, yeah. I, I don't. I think people like that are, yeah, are one in a million. I don't think there would be another one like it. He was just, yeah. And to be in an industry like that, behind a desk, and to be, you know, so well known in Toowoomba, to have his personality and attitude yeah. towards everything and everyone is quite incredible, really. He's he was. He didn't even have an ego, I don't think. He just—he was just him. It was, yeah. I feel so privileged to have known him. Yeah, and it was, a, as I said, thirty odd years or something like that. It was a big change, and even you look at it now, and and you look at—I know the industry's changed. We have to move with times, and things are not like they were. But how much do you think we miss? Like, you know, Toowoomba. You know, you printed scripts for those readers. Mm. You then read those bulletins. <laughs> yeah. You've, you, you saw the stress and chaos that occurred from a producer's yeah. desk to. You know, it was all going yeah. on at the that studio was just buzzing, and to think that mm. you and I sit here today and talk about it, and that, you know, we don't have we've lo- we've lost that. The adrenaline's not there when you don't have that. Yeah, I was really sad when they made that decision to move um, to Woomba to the Sunshine Coast out of that wonderful studio we have here in Toowoomba. And let's face it, Wynn was the heartland of news in Toowoomba. Everybody, it was, you know, it was, it felt like you kind of had ownership over it. So it was a very important part of the community to take that um, live bulletin out, um, I think had an impact. And I don't think it was missed by the community. I think they noticed. I don't think you can fool people into having a live bulletin and then having a pre-recorded one somewhere else with different readers that don't mean anything to the people here. But I understand, you know, I understand the budget constraints and everything that go with it, but I feel like a little part of wind died when they took that away. Yeah. And you drive up around there and do every now and then just you look at those towers and you look at that yeah. big building what and, a you waste. Think, and you think, you know, like, you know, go back before our time when they're working, they used to do breakfast shows and, yeah. shows and all this other stuff. and they could stuff, still be they? doing all of those wonderful things. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't think, you w- I, I don't, 
I think doing a live bulletin is something really special. I'm so grateful that I was able to do live bulletins because there's nothing quite like it. The adrenaline you get from a live bulletin is just... Yeah, yeah. same. And I mean, obviously I grew up around there. I, I, I vividly remember as a little kid being in that studio. I still remember there's a... Out the back there at Wynn, there was like a little pond. Like I remember, yeah. obviously we were being a bit restless <laughs> yes. one time and we went outside there and we fell, anyway, fell in there or something. <laughs> well, you know, like you had all these memories and then you would sit on that desk, as you said, and now yeah. I think that it's, and as you said, things happen and, you know, life changes and it moves on. And yeah. But that's just a big part of what this community sort of. Yeah, I think, I think it's sad that we don't have that here in Toowoomba anymore. And I think that, yeah, I think that you you lose a bit of community connectivity when you, when mm. you move things like that that are important to people away. Yes, yeah, so, oh, well, we could keep reminiscing down yeah, the lane. There's could. so many great stories that come mm. with that. But what's the future hold for yourself? What do you see happening in, I don't know, five, ten years? Oh, I can't look that far forward. Next year? Who knows? Look, look at 2020. What a crazy year. Mm. Um, have Yeah, I, I feel privileged to have gone through a year like that, actually. I'm, I'm quite happy that I was got to be part of that kind of history um, and my children. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm keen to keep kicking off some personal goals, which is you know involves that um, physical and mental training, and and continue my work in. I'm I'm looking at doing some more studies in communication because I really do love communication and community, and that's where I think that's where my passion lies. The rough and rush. I look forward to seeing what the next chapter unfolds. You're listening to The Violet Vibe. My special guest on this episode is Marita Ramia. Now, Marita, we finish the program each time. The Ruthven Rush. Oh, what is that? A list of questions for you. First thing that comes to mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. Easy. Ruthven Rush with Marita Ramia. If you could be any animal, what would it be and why? An elephant because they care so much for each other. Right. And never forget. <laughs> Favourite movie quote? Um, oh, you've got me. I can't. I pass. Pass? Oh, I've got to think about it right. a bit longer. What TV sitcom You can't handle the truth. <laughs> That's my favourite movie quote. <laughs> what TV sitcom family would you be a member of? Uh, friends. Yeah, same. Good. <laughs> if you were stranded on a tropical island, what's two things you would want with you? That can be human or object water and a book water and a book right what advice have you been given that's been the most rewarding what's um, the most rewarding piece of advice you've been given in your life we don't do it because it's easy we do it because it's hard mm-hmm. chocolate or caramel chocolate what annoys you people who chew really loud when they eat Like no really, really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> heaps <laughs> in my own house. <laughs> Describe your teens in one word. Loud, um, obnoxious, <laughs> argumentative, oh. and fun. Oh, there you go. What motivates you? Um, family and good health. What does your office or your workspace look like? Um, a little bit messy. Yeah, a little bit messy and um, with colour and pictures. Describe Toowoomba in three words. 
green, fresh community. What do you like most about Toowoomba? The sense of community. Finish this sentence. Toowoomba needs are? My kids would kill me if I didn't say a water park. <laughs> <laughs> a water park. A water park. You don't want to have to come up. And last but not least, why do you choose to live and work in Toowoomba? Because it is a wonderful place to raise a family, but also because of the connections with community. That's the Ruthven, Ruthven <laughs> Rush with Marita Ramey. Marita, thank you for joining us on The Violet Vibe. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. I think it's one of, of great interest and, uh, and, you know, time goes on. Maybe sometimes we forget what we did in the past and all those things you juggled many a year ago. And, and I think it's a, yeah, it's a great example of Toowoomba people doing great things. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There's so many reasons why so many of us call Toowoomba home. You know, it's a small town, but um, definitely, you know, it's got so much going for it. I think it's a fantastic place for family, fantastic place to bring up kids. Yeah, I just like the lifestyle, appeals to me. It's just so much more personable and, yeah, close-knitted, I think, but still big enough. The Violet Vibe with James O'Shea.